0: gave him a ball, feet out in front, the big save by Leonard. Closing to his right, Puck goes around behind the goal. Live. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Colasar again down low. Right side, he shoots. Knocked down. Theodore fires, and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So think about this. uh... Ash from salmonashlaw.com she deals with everything she sees everything yeah and you put out that chicken story and she actually said, "Are, are you really serious?" Like she's yeah. experienced uh, everything there is uh, uh, dealing with the, with the law and you actually made her think twice. yeah well that's impressive today.
1: It, it is, and you know me, Mr. Serious, I never joke mm-hmm. about anything. You so. never joke Ever. about
0: anything. Somebody no. said to me the other day, why Why is Ryan Wallace so serious? Like yep. Get him to just loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonton against Vegas on Saturday, 4 o'clock at T-Mobile. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights returning home for the one game in the middle of this uh, five-game stretch as they put a couple of uh, road games on the front half and the back half of that game we've got tickets to give away uh, to the Edmonton game Uh, if you just stop by Finley VW here at the Valley Auto Mall come in uh, fill out a ballot and we will uh, award those tickets in just uh, a little bit Uh, we have our ratings for last night's 5-2 St. Louis victory over the Vegas Golden Knights to come up we also have our one-timer segment news and notes from around the National Hockey League some fashion News. Yeah, buddy. From the National Hockey League. I'm excited. As the New Jersey Devils have uh, made a release when it comes to uh, a new sweater. We'll get into that in uh, just uh, a little bit. And some uh, news out of Montreal regarding what they are going to do uh, moving forward in a tough time for the Canadian But uh, the Vegas Golden Knights had a 2 nothing lead last night. Uh, they had scored 36 seconds into the first period, Chandler Stevenson, and then another breakaway goal by Riley Smith. Boy, if they go to a shootout tomorrow mm-hmm. in Nashville, guess who's the first guy over the boards for the Vegas Golden Knights if I'm Pete
1: DeBoer? Yeah, it's Riley Smith. For How sure. about that? I, he's, he's been phenomenal all year long, and he's been one of the players for the Golden Knights that, that when given an opportunity to finish, he more often than not does. When you see a
0: guy go in with speed like that and is so effective, does it make you wonder at all why in the shootout – players are so slow and deliberate when they come in on the goaltender?
1: Um, no, because I, I, there's such different scenarios. When when you've got, you know, Riley Smith breaking in at, at that speed, it's, it's brought on by the fact that he has to. If he slows down, obviously, he'll get caught. Like, the game kind of dictates what you can and can't do, and I think that in the shootout, you have kind of just more leeway and, and maybe... Uh, you, you try to approach it a little bit differently, I, I, think, I think guys just want to make fun moves. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think you have more time, you have uh, more of an ability to try some things out, and, and I think that, that really informs what, what some players do in the shootout.
0: If you look on the back of uh, the player's sweaters when you uh, watch the game on television, you'll see this little rectangular patch. It's, it's made to look like the same color as the sweater, but it's sewn in just to the left of the name bar on each player's jersey in the National Hockey League. Inside that little patch is player tracking uh, device that allows you to see all the different things, including speed when Chandler Stevenson races down the ice and you go, he's going 26 miles per hour. How, how crazy is that? Given that we have that technology, should there be... A minimum speed limit for a shootout in the National Hockey League.
1: No. Why? no. So you can go down like, like
0: as little as. You're Why? not supposed to be able to, to stop who, who or, or back up.
1: Who, who's, who's balking at fun now? Like Robin why, why do I you want outs. Why are you trying to like put stipulations on the shootout? Like just enjoy goofy. it for what it is.
0: I like I like speed. I like excitement. I like then picking up the puck get,
1: and just then get rid of the shootout and go to ten minute f- three on three overtime. Uh, I think it was Jason Allison, way back when the shootout first
0: started. remember, yeah. remember that player? I do. Yeah. So he took uh, a couple of big time LA attempts. King. Yeah, and this is when he was playing for Toronto, uh, and he. He took the shootout attempts, and he got openly made fun of mm-hmm. because he was so slow. Now, I don't think he was trying to go slow. <laughs> that, that, that was part of the issue, was, was he wasn't intentionally going slow when he went in on it. But Jason, Jason was way ahead of his time yeah. uh, when he they, when they first started doing this by coming in and being slow and deliberate and trying to throw the goaltender off and, and make, uh, make them make the first move.
1: Yeah, I all I want to do now is look up Jason Allison uh, shootout videos. So um, it I keep, keep it going. kept us busy just, for just, for
0: a just, while. Just, like, no, what was going I, on? We it, it was, and and Pat Quinn was the coach then, and we uh, we talked that's to Pat the, about it. And that's
1: the second uh, most most searched Jason Allison you know. is is the shootout. Yes, yeah,
0: yes. Are you watching it right now? It, it, but uh, he wasn't he wasn't intentionally going. It wasn't one of those ones where. It had become a thing where players came in super slow or swooped way to the side or uh, made the move. He just came in and and people were just like, what is going on with how slow Jason Allison skates in on the goaltender?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to stipulate any more beyond just try to score. In the shootout I don't care how you do it if you want to if you want to speed down the wing if you want to take a slap shot from there should be more of that I, I agree like I think it's kind of ridiculous like there's there's got to be a better move that you have in your arsenal but if you have that shot come in and do it like dare the goalie to make a save uh but I, yeah I, I mean I, I don't I don't care what guys do I don't care if they come in slow I don't care if they come in fast I just want to see some really awesome goals scored in a shootout because if we're at that point, and that's how the game's got to be decided, at least make it intriguing and fun.
0: You know what the, uh, the best part about the shootout? Well, not one of the, it's one of the best parts about the shootout is when, when you eventually get to that point, uh, the goaltenders are in their home end mm-hmm. of the ice, which means the player, the skater, if that skater pulls off an unbelievable move, or scores a, a, a huge goal to key, extend the shootout or, or what have you. Yep. They have to skate right by the opposition bench all the time. And I can't believe that hasn't resulted in any type of kerfuffle over the years where somebody hasn't been chirping or beacon or squirting water or something like that and, and led to, to uh, an extracurricular uh, stoppage or interruption to the shootout.
1: What... Would have happened if the shootout was implemented in, say, I don't know, the late, late 70s. 80s oh. or seventies, eighties. Wow! Then there'd be kerfuffles all the time. Uh, b- maybe brawls. <laughs> can you imagine a live brawl after in a, a shootout? shootout?
0: For sure. <laughs> Actually, yes, yes, I can. The best part about the uh, the seventies uh, and the eighties brawls, yeah, was uh, all the players would come on the ice and have a big brawl, and then there'd be, like, three penalties. Yeah. And everybody would go back to the bench and c- just continue the game. That was the amazing part about the, uh, the, the, those, those brawls. And then there were was, was certain goals where the whole team would come on the ice and celebrate the goal and then go back. You
1: never see that nowadays. Yeah, Jason Allison was slow. He was. Sorry, and, I, and, just, and I just watched it. And he wasn't trying to be, was he? No. Like, there, I mean, no, he was, he was trying to motor. Um, yeah. That and Dominic Ashik didn't even have to make a save. Oh, he just the lost the puck. It's fantastic. Just get inside. And so that's he's I, shaking I his head on the bench. He's not happy about I it. I hope
0: Riley Smith, uh, if he gets the shootout attempt tomorrow night, is just flying down the ice. Uh, they were up two nothing, and then it evaporated in two minutes and fifteen seconds. The the rest of the game was there, but there wasn't as much of a push in the second period as I expected from from the Golden Knights coming off the the letting the lead get away.
1: Yeah, I mean the second period I think was kind of the the big eye opener for me. You look at the start for the Golden Knights, that's what you were hoping for, that's what you were expecting, but the the listlessness of of the second period for Vegas was really the the kind of eye opener for me because this has been such a good second period team. It's been a team that that has really kind of simplified found their game in the second period and and used that to propel them forward. Uh, in a hockey game, and it just wasn't there for him last night.
0: And then you get to the third period, it gets a little out of hand. Uh, what do you think of Adam Brooks? Did you did you um, were you I, able to watch close enough?
1: I, a little bit. It was it was hard at times. I, I do think that there were moments. Um, for brooks on the power play where he's he's noticeable like obviously you understand that he's got some some offensive what, sorry what did you just say on the power play yeah there were some looks they, on the power they, play they, they kind of changed things up last night yeah. didn't they yeah give
0: a few guys
1: different looks and, in The power play, and you should right like i, I think when you're when you're right now what over over the last 10 yeah. if you're the vegas golden knights like why wouldn't you give some guys a, a, a couple of different looks different opportunities um yeah I, I mean, I, I think that there were there were moments but there wasn't enough to to jump off the the page at you, but I think that that's kind of normal for any player that's that's trying to re, to, to acclimate to a new team. Uh, we saw it take a couple of games for Michael Amadio to kind of settle into a, a groove with the Golden Knights. I would kind of expect the same thing with Adam Brooks.
0: Did you hear Brooks talk about how many players he knew? No, in Vegas. I didn't know. So he, he knows Mario yeah. and Hutton
1: uh, from his time sense,
0: yeah. in Toronto yep. uh, last year. Yep. Then he knows Stone and Howden in Winnipeg, yep. Colisar in Winnipeg, yep. uh, Stevenson, uh, the the Pats connection. There was there was a couple of players in 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 the Regina Pats. Like it, it went on and on and on for a guy picked up off waivers who who's played twenty two career games in the league. mm-hmm. It was amazing the connections that he had with the with the Vegas Golden Knight players inside that dressing room.
1: All right, Adam Brooks is scoring tomorrow. You think, think he, so? He's going he's to acclimate incredibly quickly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll tomorrow night's nice lineup will be. I'm, I'm not a big lineup person. I, I don't follow it and track it and wonder all over the place like some people. Why? I, I don't know. I just I never I, I just okay. You, the, whoever's out there is out there. <laughs> That kind of thing. I just never really got into it as, as much as, as a lot of other people. Sure. But tomorrow night's roster mm-hmm. that goes out and faces the Nashville Predators uh, holds a lot of intrigue to me because of the, the guys in COVID protocol and whether they're eligible, Pacioretty, whether he's eligible, Alec Martinez, whether, where's, where's he at in his comeback? There's a, there's a lot of moving parts that you could, could see uh, return, or if not tomorrow night, then, then Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I'm fascinated by, by lineups. I'm fascinated by combinations and, and kind of when you decide to, to try to, to change things up, when you decide to move off of a line that was really good or, or just kind of tweak things here and there. I've always been fascinated by that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm most intrigued by what the lineup looks like if Pachoretti's in the lineup. And, and I expect Pachoretti to. Well, be, you know what it looks like. Do I? Yes, I don't
0: know. We'll see. You know what it looks we'll see. like. I think, are you are you I seriously hinting that that think, Stevenson, yeah, Paschardy, and Stone
1: wouldn't be aligned tomorrow night if Paschardy plays? I think that you're you're trying to find something else to go alongside Waugh and Smith. I, I think that you're looking at trying to get two lines that you know you can trust in, in all these situations and and provide you some scoring. And I think Dodonov's been really at at his peak, at his best with Stevenson and Stone. I. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm just curious okay, to Okay, what see would you do? I, I would put Patch Ready right back with, with Stevenson and Stone. Like, yeah. you know that that is a line God, that can dominate the game. I was worried about you there for a second. No, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that that's what I would do. I'm saying it's a it, it's an interesting thought experiment. If you're trying to maximize all the players, maybe you maximize the don off. There you go, maximizing everything. Just load you, up and you go. You've got to maximize something. This goes back to the Jack Eichel conversation. Yeah, you're, you're wrong on that. There's no reason Jack Eichel should be playing with Mark Stone. None. You have two guys that are capable of driving their own line of creating matchup nightmares. Split them up because like we we saw it with the Penguins. You split up Crosby, you split up Malkin. You see it with with the Edmonton Oilers. Two They're, centers though. Sure, fine. But the way that Mark Stone sees the game plays the game. He's don't almost find like a me. <laughs> <laughs> you split up McDavid and Seidel. You you win by you. I'm just pointing it out that they're, they're two centers and they played together and mm-hmm. and Dreisaitl was just as effective on the wing. Like it, it is what it is. My point being it is if you've got two guys that can drive a line, and I know Stone isn't a center, but he can drive a line like a center can. I, I don't know why you would load up to create. A line that maybe gets what two or three percent better when you can really create another line that dominates possession five on five. Like I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that.
0: It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, broadcasting live from Finley VW in the Valley Automall. We have two tickets to give away to Saturday's tilt against those line mates not line mates dry and mcdavid Two uh, on saturday night uh four o'clock start uh, if uh, if you want those tickets uh, come down uh enter and uh, we will give those tickets away by the end of the show you know if i wasn't contractually obligated to be on this show for the next 40 minutes i would leave right now with you saying stuff like that
1: why but what did
0: i do I'm, I'm contractually obligated so i'll, I'll stick around about I seen uh, the contract. About, uh, oh, you should see my contract the stuff that's in my contract you should
1: you should send it to me i'd love um, to take a look
0: at it peruse it i patcheretti coming back after missing all the time and you sh- you want some comfort some cohesiveness so i yeah if he's in the lineup that that's the line but i i wouldn't be uh, against the don of getting a look down the road uh it sh- should they they want to Shake things up. Should they want to provide a spark, in-game spark? One, one thing we've seen way more this year than we have at any point, the point. and it's not just because of the, the injuries, but in-game changes mm-hmm. to the lines. Yep. Uh, that, that didn't happen a lot last year uh, under Pete DeBoer. This year he does it uh, semi-regularly. To try and get something going.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's looking for a spark in a game, and if there's a line that's not going, he's he's not necessarily beholden to what he's got on on the on the paper because you don't have those old reliable lines that right. you have together and have had. You together don't have history with that years. line, so why no, not change don't. it up? You exactly. So like you know in in the in the most recent um, kind of tweak that Pete DeBoer thrown thrown out there, he had Kolasar up yep. with Waugh. That was Saturday and night, with right? Smith, yeah. Uh, for a period, and it, it wasn't clicking, it wasn't working, you move Yanmark up, you move Kolasar down, and all of a sudden Kolasar is feeling more comfortable in his game, more confident in his game on the third line, and Matthias Yanmark has, has come alive and, and looked as good as he's looked for, a goal, for the Golden Knights, playing alongside Wa and Smith.
0: Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-2 against St. Louis last night. Face the Nashville Predators tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we will be preempted by Ryan Wallace and his pregame show from 4 to 5. And then puck drop with Dan Duba and Gary Lawless just after 5 o'clock from Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Uh, let's get to our ratings from last night's result in St.
2: Louis. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper.
0: Chapman, what do you have for us?
2: Jalapeno. I mean, it was a good start for 10 Whoa. minutes.
0: Isn't Jalapeno like a one? No, it's two. a two. Oh, two. Bell two. is a one. Bell pepper. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, you, you got the start you wanted. I mean, that was something that they emphasized, but I don't think that the rest of the game was what they had intended to, to, to take place. I don't think Robin Leonard was particularly fantastic last night. He had some nice saves, but I think there were probably some goals that he wishes he had back. I didn't think the defense in front of him was spectacular. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't an average game. I mean, they got... Their doors blown off after taking a two nothing lead, so it wasn't the worst game they've played all season, but it's certainly not a great game. So I'll go with Jalapeno.
1: What about you, Wallace? Well, I'm just I'm surprised that you're not mad at Chapman for using that that faux pas of a goalie wanting a goal back.
0: I know it drives me crazy, but yeah, I, I, I
1: decided to just like do they not want every goal back? They want every goal back. Make a different play, perhaps, but. I think every book, well, I every think, goalie I think wants Darren every goal Darren
2: didn't get upset because he probably wasn't paying attention No was, no no
1: he was paying attention I, I saw the grimace on his face I just figured I would I would be the one to bring it up I was doodling as well Yeah he yeah well, anyway uh it's a jalapeno for me um it, I, I it's tough you have a two goal lead you, you should be in a good spot there 2 minutes 15 seconds everything kind of gets away from you Um, And then, you know, you you mentioned, Darren, the the post from Mark Stone, the wide-open net opportunity for Mark Stone. Uh, Those two plays loom large, uh, mostly because they they didn't get converted. And and if the Golden Knights convert, maybe we look at the game a little bit differently. But, you know, the fact that those go down as missed opportunities in a 5-2 loss after having a two-goal lead... Uh, that works against it, in, in my opinion, so it's a, it's a jalapeno.
0: I have an 18.44 Leonard big save. Yep. Uh, I have at 15 minutes, Dodono back check off an odd man rush for the St. Louis Blues. I have at 13.46, these are all of the first period, uh, open net for St. Louis and, uh, and Robin Leonard had to slide over to try and get in the way. There is a, that was all before Vegas was up 2 nothing. Like there was chances for the St. Louis Blues early in that game, yep. and it kind of got overshadowed because Vegas scored on on both their their good looks uh, in the, in the first couple of minutes. So uh, that's uh, that's where I kind of look at them. What wasn't just Vegas played great for a stretch and then and then gave it back. Uh, St. Louis was pretty good from the gate out of the gate last night and. And pushing the pace in that uh, in that first period, and managed to really convert in the the two minutes and 15 seconds. So I'm going go- jalapeno as well. Uh, it's uh, it's three three in a row for all of us. So a clean sweep for the jalapeno pepper. I don't think we've had that this year. That jalapenos uh, run the table. You surprised me.
1: You, did, did you think I was going? I, I thought you'd three? go. I thought you'd go habanero it, just because. There were opportunities, chances for the Golden Knights to yeah. kind of get back in the game, and and you know, I didn't see, if
0: I would have saw more push in the second period, it wasn't there. I, I I would have gone that that route, and that's where I two minutes and fifteen seconds they allowed three goals. Yeah, I don't think that they lost the game there.
1: No, I, I the don't.
0: game got away in the second period when there wasn't enough of a, a of a pushback.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. If they would have had in in the second period what they came out in the third period with. I think you have more of an opportunity to break down Jordan Biddington, break down the defense mm-hmm. of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, but St. Louis essentially had a kind of a free period to just find another goal uh, and 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 push the Golden Knights' response to the third and that's what happened. Uh, I'm with you and and I have full faith now in your uh, in your ratings. Oh, again. I've 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 won you back. You have won me back. Jalapeno pepper
0: from Ryan Wallace, jalapeno pepper uh from Chris Chapman and a jalapeno pepper from myself. Uh, two out of five. Uh, so a grand total of six uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights from last night's game. Uh, they haven't lost back-to-back in a while. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the more significant parts of being able to stay in this thing and try to keep within reach of the, of the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. The fact that that gap, given how great of a season the Oilers are having with those two studs up front and how little the Calgary Flames give up and how amazing they've been on the road. That's, that's the other part. The Calgary's played a majority of their games on the road, not the, to the extent of the New York Islanders, but it's been very very road uh, tilted and they've piled up the wins. The fact that Vegas is right there is
1: incredible. Yeah, I mean, the difference and and this is always so intriguing to me when it comes to looking at records and, and how teams stack up, like the difference between the Golden Knights right now and the Calgary Flames are essentially the five extra points that, that Calgary has in in overtime losses, right? Like mm. they've got they, the Calgary Flames are 11-3-5 for 27 points. The Golden Knights are 11-8. and So you look at those, those eight losses for the Golden Knights, games in which they were kind of right there, right? You, you look at perhaps you – you, you you get to overtime, perhaps you get an extra point here or there, mm. and all of a sudden the Golden Knights are are really really kind of in in that stratosphere with the Calgary Flames, like Vegas. You want you want perspective? Look at wins,
0: where Vegas is. in yeah, I know. That's, in wins. That's that's amazing. Like and the, it's just
1: a- around the league, across the league. Yeah, eleven wins. Eleven wins. I mean, they have the same they they have the same number of wins as the Calgary Flames, mm-hmm. right? And and that's again like loser points. Are, are an aspect of this league that matter. The Calgary Flames have been able to acquire five of them. That is why they are at the top of the division. But for me, the Golden Knights, being where they're at right now, uh, just five points back of top spot in the Pacific Division with all the injuries, with everything that they, they've had to deal with, uh, I think they're in a really good spot because as they get healthier, as they get closer and closer to being the team we expected them to be at the beginning of the year, I don't think that... That there's going to be much of a lull. Like, I I look at this team, I think they're going to be able to win three of four Mm -hmm. because they're doing it now with the lineup the way that it is. Like, I think that this team is going to come back to full health and really be able to do some damage in the back half of the season. Carolina, Florida,
0: Toronto, and Edmonton. What do those teams have in common? They're the only four clubs in the National Hockey League right now. That have more victories than the Vegas Golden Knights. Only four teams. Yeah, not bad. That's wild. And we'll see what happens uh, with the lineup uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that'll be a big part of your pregame show uh, tomorrow. We're going to page and go over to one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Set you up uh, with a couple of things, including some fashion from the New Jersey Devils as they release a new third sweater, and uh, everybody gets an opportunity to chime in on that, and we'll tell you about what's going on with the Montreal Canadiens as there's some unrest going on with that hockey club, and it has to do with the general manager, who doesn't have a contract beyond this year. It's the VGK Insider Show, live from Finley VW in the Valley Automall on Fox Sports Las Vegas
1: on to the near wing. Big shot, he scores!
2: It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show.
0: Uh, Ottawa Senators back in the fold of the National Hockey League uh, off their COVID pause. Uh, they're on a road trip right now uh, through Colorado and California. Did you know that during their trip, they will be bubbled? Not allowed to be out of the hotel when they're not playing, they must eat in the hotel or order takeout. Basically, right back to where everybody was a year ago. This is the team that uh, had those 10 cases and uh, really had to uh, grind through and then were eventually shut down. But uh, until uh, the NHL and the Players Association uh, say otherwise. They are going to be in to, under serious restrictions. You surprised at all? Because you think with ten players already having it, mm-hmm. they would be like, "Okay, let's we, we
1: should be all right." But um, I, I'm not so much surprised, simply because there's games that have to be rescheduled, right? And I, I think the NHL is hoping to avoid any more uh, than just those three games. So I, I don't know why. There was a, a spread with with Ottawa, like why it, it went from two players, three players, all to ten. Um, you never really know with COVID, right? Uh, but I think that there's uh, a, a desire to be a little bit more overly cautious in this moment, and you know I, I can't say I fault the NHL, the NHLPA for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the San Jose shirt. I should admit uh, to um, the chur podcast. I have Logan Tur on this week. Oh, okay. Just don't want, nice. don't want anybody to think that, that I'm hiding from that. Uh, but uh, I, I know that I'm going to take some heat for having a San Jose Shark on the podcast uh, from different people. But I did ask Logan, who's going to take more heat? Yeah. Me, as a Vegas guy, That's uh-huh. Vegas games, yeah. or uh, him, because it's a, a San Jose Shark guy talking to a Vegas guy? And he said that Millard would, for sure. Oh, yeah. I would. Absolutely. That Steve Spot and, and Pete DeBoer would, would give me the gears. I'm waiting for that uh, that to happen. Uh, but Just on make the sure sub- it happens in a press conference. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> on the subject of uh, of the San Jose Sharks, Evander Kane is back skating in, not with the team, mm-hmm. but at the team facility. Okay, he's eligible to come off his uh, suspension in a week or so, but. Th- it's funny because Thomas Hurdle uh, a few people were asked about had they been talking to him mm-hmm. and Hurdle said uh, uh, this quote uh, that uh, no he hasn't talked to him a- at all uh, doesn't know whether anybody has, uh, has talked to Mr. Evander Kane at all that they're just playing uh, and focusing
1: on the game that's a little different isn't it I, like who's, who's the responsibility fall to not Thomas Hurdle. It falls to Vander Kane. Like, if Vander Kane wants to reintegrate and reacclimate to this team, like, he should be calling guys. He should be trying to to, kind of find his spot again with the San Jose Sharks, and it it doesn't seem like he's done that. And I don't blame the players that are are in the trenches every single night playing hockey games. Uh, I don't blame them for not seeking that out. Like, they've got a job to do. They've got important things that they need to tend to. making sure that they know what's happening with Evander Kane isn't necessarily one of them. Said Hurdle, I didn't talk to him. I don't know anybody who saw
0: him or talked to him uh, as Kane skated at the team practice facility on his own. Honestly, I don't know the next step. Uh, and that was the same as uh, Bob Buechner basically said, yeah. was uh, there's some decisions uh, that have to be made. Now, San Jose's 500 right now. Probably played a little bit better than, than we thought. and They had some a good start. Gave it back a little bit, had their own run in with COVID.
1: Do you think they bring him back? I would see a
0: lot of money. I wouldn't. To just sit him out. And I don't think the contract's tradable. Yeah, I mean, I. I, Do you do what the the New York Rangers did with Tony D'Angelo, basically?
1: Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. Like, I, I think the fact that. I mean you, you just you just read those those remarks from from Tomasz Hurdle. You just you know, talked about that, that being a similar sentiment from from Bob Bugner. Like I just I I don't know how you kinda of turn the page and just go back to everyone's everyone's kind of on the same page in the locker room when, when it doesn't seem like there's been any He's their best player. I, I hear you, but you also have to be able to fit within the room. And right now, it doesn't seem like Evander Kane cares much about kind of making amends and, and talking to his teammates to to get back into that room to be give him another chance. Because I mean, his world's been rocked, and I, I I still think you look at this situation. The onus is on Evander Kane to make this right, not the San Jose Sharks, not the rest of the the, the team there. And it doesn't seem like there's been work done in that regard to get back in the good graces of his teammates. Uh, Zdeno Chara
0: placed in COVID protocol. New York Islanders struggling with a encounter with COVID right now. I'm not worried about the New York Islanders at all, even though they're a couple of games under 500, winless in their new facility.
1: So you think they'll make the playoffs?
0: You know my yes. My theory on, on the New York Islanders is. They're going to have to crank up their game like Vegas does sure. against teams that go into T-Mobile because teams are so excited to not have to go to Nassau Coliseum <laughs> and, and they're going to play in a world-class facility that clubs are going to be happy to play that's funny. on Long Island That's funny instead of dreading it. And they're going to have to be ready for it. I think that's a real thing. Just like Vegas has to be ready for the opposition because they love playing in this environment. Of T-Mobile Arena.
1: Okay, like I'm, I'm there with it. That's fine.
0: Uh, the New Jersey Devils have a new alternate sweater.
1: That's a jersey.
0: It's black based. It's got jersey written off the front of it. Mm-hmm. And okay, first of all, what's, what's your initial reaction?
1: Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks look really good with a little bit of red in their uh, in their black uniform.
0: I don't know whether they
1: were limited on what they could do with it. Literally everything. Everything? They were limited with everything. And they they gave... They're just letting you know
0: that it's a jersey. They gave Martin Brodeur a lot of credit for the design.
1: Yeah, I don't know if, if I'd I'd I want if that. If I'm
0: Marty, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, That's a save
1: don't, I'm not willing to make. Don't
0: put this to me. So here's a couple of things. Uh, the black base is uh, a never-before-worn color for the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. So that's that's different. Led sure. by a core group of young uh, phenoms, take them to the next era. There's a touch of red acknowledging the legacy of the New Jersey Devils, the constant color that represents their uh, team for the fans. There's 21 stripes for 21 counties that make up the New Jersey uh, area. Hmm. Five stripes on the left shoulder Above the heart, in particular, uh, a nod to the five legends whose uh, banners hang in the rafters. Marty Brodeur being one of them. And then there's laces on the... I can see him taking credit for that. On the the lace-up of, of the sweater. Yeah. Uh, representing a piece of the goal netting as a nod to the GOAT, which is the creator of the jersey, Martin Brodeur.
1: I can see him taking credit for that, too.
0: There's also, uh, in the collar, in the interior of the collar, 95 double zero and 2003 for their uh, Stanley Cup.
1: Okay. So it is it is essentially There's a lot in there. Sure. Oh, and the cap uh, C there was there was more C yeah. goes
0: all on the on the right side instead of the left. Yeah,
1: which like doesn't really make sense because there's enough room to put the the C on the on the left side I of the jersey. I don't know whether there is. Uh, there is. No, no, no. There you has don't. to be a certain, the regulations make it. Then bring the crest down. There, you could do that. Bring the crest yes. down a, yes. a, a millimeter or whatever it has to be, and put the put the C on the right side. Come on, like right being left. Uh, it is the Chicago Blackhawks black alternate jerseys with red and the word "jersey" in cursive. That's what the jersey is. Like you can give me the twenty-one, you can give me the five, you can talk about all these things that are arbitrary and they mean something. But it's just not good.
0: But the only things that mean anything are the stripes. There's nothing else to it. This, did, this didn't wow me.
1: I can't imagine why it didn't wow you, Darren. It is plain. It is boring. Let's
0: go to our New Jersey
1: Correspondent. fan base.
0: Uh, he represents the entire New Jersey fan base uh,
1: is Chris Chapman. Oh, hold on. Is it pork roll or Taylor Ham Oh, Chapman? It's
2: definitely pork roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the jersey is not pork roll. The jersey is kind of, well, uninspiring is probably. You like you You're like supposed it? to say it's Taylor Ham. Well, no, I'll, I'll say it's uninspiring. Taylor okay. Ham isn't the thing. It's pork roll. Um, I would not now that you tell me about the 21 stripes and what it represents, I, I think it's kind of cool. But the fact that you have to explain that to me.
0: No, I, I, I like the subtlety of, no, no, of things no, like no, that. But, but, but things the rest like that, like, sh-
2: like, like nobody's going to know that. Like. I grew up in one of those 21 counties. So for me, it's like, oh, it's an homage to... to... Did
0: you know there was 21 counties? Like that was the number? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that makes sense then.
2: Yes. But I wouldn't have known. A, I wouldn't have counted all 21 stripes. And I wouldn't have known that there were 21 stripes. And I wouldn't have known what they represent. It was like a few years ago when UNLV released this really terrible logo. And it was so... People did not like it. So they the the school had to put out like what each thing in the logo represented. When you get to that point where you have to explain to th- to people what th- certain things mean,
1: oh, I, li- I like that part.
2: No, no, I I no, don't. I, lo-
1: I think I think the, the the point is you try to I like hidden meaning. You try to implement certain things that on on the on on its surface just looks like a design in a jersey, and then you peel back the layer and say well, we picked 21 because of this reason. Like, I, do you think they're f- copying Vegas by just going Jersey? No. Um, the way Vegas no, is no, because, Vegas? because no, Jersey I, I like has jersey's kind of always
2: been Jersey. Like, a lot the, of times, the like, yeah, it's like, where well, you're from? Oh, I'm from Jersey. Jersey. Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. So, like, Chapman, I, is the only way that these jerseys, like, become palatable for you is if Marty Broder comes out of retirement and plays in them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I,
2: I, I don't know if I want to see Marty Brudor come out of retirement and play. I don't know,
1: man. He's he's wearing the jersey. It's it's he looks like I, he's ready to go to bed. I want
0: to uh, I want to, I got to get to one more thing on one timers because I promoted it. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and this is uh, this is not in a good situation for the Montreal Canadiens as a, as a as a season right now. Jake Allen sounds like he's going to play tomorrow night. But uh, this is Mark Bergerman saying, obviously it's winning hockey games and playing as a team, but I'm not going to make a trade just to make a trade. Uh, I'm never going to do that and just go out there. But I'm in the last year of my contract, and I don't know what's going to happen in the future. The Canadiens coach, Dominic Ducharme, said, "Uh, nobody's talking about it at all. He's always here. He's always doing the same thing. Uh, We step on the ice. We work on things. So nobody's talking about it in the locker room. Then Josh Anderson said, when asked about event situation. Well, everybody's thinking about it, obviously. <laughs> when in this situation here, there could be some uh, bad things. There could be some movements here. So they, nobody sounds like they're really on the same page with the Montreal Canadiens, who have a general manager whose contract is uh, expiring.
1: Sounds about right. Like I, th- I think that kind of covers it. Yeah. Uh, a team that's, that's been as bad as Montreal has been. I, I would imagine that most of... Most of the players and the coaching staff and the general manager who, um, you know, it, like that, you know, that's the thing, I guess. Like, it, if Mark Bergevin's not going to re-sign, like if he's not going to sign an extension to be the GM of the Montreal Canadiens, and you're looking at this and saying, okay, well, trade deadline's coming up. That's an opportunity for us to do some things, make some moves, yeah. perhaps get better. Like, why is Mark? Well, Bergevin, he doesn't
0: go through trade deadline. As a lame duck general manager, when you offered him a contract and he hasn't signed, you don't let him go through that. Well, that's you? that's
1: my point. You can't, right? You can't. Like if you're if you're the Montreal Canadiens, you cannot do that. So put if up or shut up. Something's going to happen either here. Either sign or we're looking in a different direction. Because yeah. there's no way we can go through trade deadline with an opportunity to look toward the future and improve this team with Mark Bergman at the helm if he's not going to be with the Montreal Canadiens. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Uh, we are at. Uh, Finley VW in the Valley Auto Mall. We have two tickets to give away for the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas School of Nice Game on Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock start. If you come down, fill out a ballot. Uh, we will uh, make the draw just prior to going off the air this afternoon. And you will win tickets. Are we going to do it today? We're going to do it today, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I was kind of speaking for you, but I hadn't actually talked to you about it. But I assumed that we were going to make the uh, the draw today. Uh, so uh, last opportunity, the next if you're in the area... Uh, you have to get over here fast to fill out a ballot. Those are your one-timers. What's the day today? Is it Tuesday? I get it confused Thanksgiving right? on
2: Thanksgiving. It is the 23rd. This,
0: uh, Tuesday, November 23rd. For wow. Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman.
0: Put in a request for a bunch of, uh, they call it imaging in the radio business, like intros, different things, big voice guy says. Put a bunch of requests in a few weeks ago. That's the only one that got turned around with the is, intro to his own segment. That uh, is not true. Chapman, what do you got for us today in catching up with Chapman?
2: That, by the way, that is not true. We, we got new imaging for the Opens.
0: Eating into your own time right now, fella.
2: Well, I mean, when when you throw me under the bus, I'm going to defend myself. But
0: <sighs> Not well.
2: Well, I mean, listen, there's certain things beyond Chapman's control.
0: Eating into uh, your own time.
2: I got four minutes.
1: You, you, you can, like, you can put stuff.
2: Yeah, by, well well, you know, and the funny so so Darren, like, he, he freaks out because we don't have like a sounder in between. No, 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 no,
1: no, hold on, hold on. And and I'm not the supporter of Darren Millard. That is certainly not my job on the show. <laughs> uh but let me just say It's good to be I loved, was,
0: fellas. It's good to be loved.
1: I was on that thread and freak out's kind of a strong Okay. Word.
2: He 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 wants he a asked, sounder. He asked about sounders. So I, I, I put one in Today. Yeah. And I realized that he doesn't pause in between stories, so there's no opportunity for me to play the sounder.
0: When we're in the same studio, it works out well. It was never. Will you talk about whatever you're going to talk about so we can move (laughs) on and
1: draw these tickets? See if we can.
2: Push it back. Yeah, I want to. I want to kind of drag it out now. I mean, why do you? Why do you want to drag it out? You're the. This is your segment. Well, yeah, and you don't so, even want to do it. So I, I do get to drag it out because it's no. I I, I just want to say that uh, you know it's this is the only week or only show we have this week, so it's the only opportunity. I'll tell you guys that.
0: You put a lot of effort into this. You're going to wish people happy Thanksgiving? No. Well, in, in, the, it's the, that's what you're going to it's do? It's the
2: only show we have this week. I mean,
0: And that's what you're going to do? You're going to use I up know. your segment to wish people happy I, Thanksgiving? I, was
2: going, I wasn't going to wish people. I was going to wish you guys. Save it. And I am
1: the ornery one. That's all, all, funny. All
2: yours. All yours. I'm done. <laughs>
1: Scrooge McDuck <laughs> over here. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he,
2: well. He,
0: he has his, his own segment, and he's going to use it to wish people a happy what's, Thanksgiving. Not just
2: people, you. What? Yeah. What's he was ro- trying what's, to cater to you, Darren. What's wrong? I, I was going to ask you what your plans were, because I I don't know like how much a Canadian guy goes into American Thanksgiving, so I was going to... You, you know, I
1: Thanksgiving? Was,
2: well, I, I know you celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. You celebrate it yeah. with Shane, and, and I don't, I'm guessing a couple of other guys with the team, but... Uh, so, so, do you go all in on American Thanksgiving? Like, I mean, Thanksgiving
0: is, for sure. Well,
2: oh, uh, what, what do you do? What do you do?
0: We do the same thing. We cook a bird. <laughs> we have a meal. We break bread. We watch football.
2: I think Ryan it's, Ryan it's, is it's not awesome. A, Ryan, you're doing a big like smoking thing, right?
1: Uh, plans changed
2: just uh, a little okay. bit.
1: Yeah. What what? You're not going to smoke your bird now? Well, probably not. Why? Not not enough time. Oh. You time. didn't know it was coming. No, no, no. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I just, I, I, have, I have this whole like drive in and out of town and all that stuff, and a game tomorrow, and come know, on, certain things. Just put it on ahead of time. I don't want
0: to do leave that. it out there for the uh, for the animals to. to no, munch you know, no, I'll be, <laughs> I'll I'll be honest with you. Goats in
1: the smoker. I, I'm, am a traditionalist, and, and I just, I, I think in this, in this moment here, it's traditional Thanksgiving dinner. That's, that's where I'm going with it. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chapman, happy Thanksgiving.
2: Well, thank you, Derek.
1: Why? Why are you accepting that?
2: What is wrong with you? Because, because. No. What? No. Because I, 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 am a nice guy. A very nice. He just I'm said that the, you put no effort in this. I am the and, nicest and guy out, of, of the three of us. And you're sit here and be I,
1: like, "Well, thank you, I don't, no, I don't have to don't be anything. Well,
0: you got to admit he kind of mailed in his own segment.
2: No, but. I didn't. I, I was wishing. Yeah. I was generally curious what you did. I Chapman, did you need four minutes? I did because you guys kept interrupting. <laughs>
1: So, uh, okay, so if we didn't interrupt, how long would your, uh, your k- catching up with chat? We would end at three and a half minutes.
2: No, ago. no, because I, I, I was going to talk to you guys about your plans. We have a draw. Can we draw? Well, why would you draw on the air? Don't they have to be present to win?
0: They don't have to be present. Oh, to no, well, they just had to be present to fill out the okay, ballot.
2: Well, well I, will, I will end by saying happy Thanksgiving to you Tim, two guys. Tim. You are a
1: winner. Tim. Tim won the tickets. What's Tim's last name? Skeith or Keith? I don't know. It's,
0: yeah, I figured when you just said Tim, there's two.
1: There's two capital letters, and I'm not sure if like the S is an initial. I'm uh, Tim Keith. Oh, we're gonna go with Tim Keith. Well Tim done, Keith. Tim. Ke- nice Tim job, Keith. Uh, tomorrow, happy Thanksgiving. Pre-game show four o'clock. Face off
0: just after five. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights against the Nashville Predators, and then Tim and company will be attending the game on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers. Four o'clock start Saturday afternoon at T-Mobile. Enjoy your week. And on behalf of Chris Chapman, happy Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. everybody.